your agenda? Um, you have uh, other books coming out or other films and things like that? Um, I don't really have any films, but um, um, I believe that um, Caroline Corey's book, ETs, We Are Here, um, that's that's been given wide, wide audience um, approval. I, I believe it's on Amazon right now. And um, I'm writing a chapter for um, the uh, Edgar Mitchell Free Projects um, book that's sort of a compendium of different people who have who are given all of the data and were given the uh, given the opportunity to, to analyze the data on the free survey of extraterrestrial experiencers. So I've been working very hard and finishing my chapter on that. And it's just been a, tr I, I was sort of, I'm like, you know, when you start to write something, just like, oh, what am I going to say? You know, how am I going to approach this? And as I dug into that, that survey material, it's, it was just, it's been astounding. And I hope to come and talk about my chapter when when the book's published <laughs> awesome all right well thank you so much and uh michael i'm glad you made it in for the last five minutes of the show <laughs> my my profound apology it's so yes. fine happy thank new you. year everyone thank you rebecca thank you The opinions expressed on this radio station, its programs, and its website by the hosts, guests, and call-in listeners or chatters are solely the opinions of the original source who expressed them. They do not necessarily represent the opinions of Revolution Radio and Freedomslips.com, its staff, or affiliates. You're listening to Revolution Radio, Freedomslips.com, 100% listener-supported radio, and now we return you to your host... This is the True World with Matthew Deagle. I'm your host, Matthew Deagle. I'm here to discuss world events, individual and collective, in terms of their symbolic omens and their uh, future indications. In particular, today I wanted to discuss the developments uh, in North Korea because a lot of this stuff relates to where we are headed on a uh, geopolitical scale, I guess you could say. It's uh, rather worse than just that, though. First of all, uh, North Korea, or the DPRK, the UN and USA and other countries have placed sanctions on them, which I think is entirely ineffective and foolish. All it does is uh, give them a motive for war. It destabilizes their economy and uh, causes them uh, economic hardship, which is the basis for basically every desperate war. Every time somebody's fought a costly war with a high number of expected casualties, it has been motivated by uh, a combination of either economic uh, collapse or, or depression, uh, or territorial loss, or both. So what's going on in North Korea right now is the United Nations thinks it's a brilliant idea to punish them with sanctions out of uh, continuing their nuclear weapon program, which is very stupid. All it does is isolate them from the countries that follow the sanctions, like the U.S., even further, and thus motivates them to build up their military in preparation for a war. 
Moreover, the North Korean nuclear program has now reached, uh, reportedly, they tested a weapon between 100 and 250 megatons, so they have a hydrogen bomb. Thermonuclear weapons are now in their possession. And the question is, how did they develop these weapons, all right? Well, recently, the Chinese were caught uh, by satellite giving them oil or trading oil with them by connecting oil tankers together. Uh, this was photographed by American satellites just a few days ago <clears throat> and over the past month or so. So since these sanctions were in place, the Chinese have not obeyed the sanctions in regard to maintaining a flow of oil into North Korea, at least oil and gas or whatever. Moreover, uh, just yesterday it was reported that a North Korean so-called defector who was forced to return to his country by the Chinese has killed himself with poison, supposedly. Although there's a huge hole in the story, and that's where did the poison come from? How did he manage to poison himself in jail? Uh, because he was in, like, solitary confinement, I believe, supposedly. Now, uh, really, what happened here, I think, is that the, the Chinese actually have been moving nuclear engineers and scientists across the border clandestinely in the guise of people defecting from North Korea in order to build up North Korea's nuclear weapons program. And I think they're doing the same thing in Pakistan where their nuclear weapons program has also progressed secretly without very many tests, but with a steady increase in the yield of their nuclear weapons and the number. They have a very wide range of nuclear weapons now in Pakistan and in North Korea. So this indicates to me what's really going on here is that the Chinese are using North Korea and Pakistan as nuclear armed proxies so that at some point in the future here, they can start a war between North Korea and Pakistan and some other country. And with Pakistan, it's pretty clear what they want to do. They want to start a nuclear war with India in preparation for a Chinese invasion of India. In the case of North Korea, it's not entirely clear, but they do have a base now in the South China Sea suggesting that they want to invade the Philippines and Taiwan. So I think that's what they're up to, is the Chinese don't want it to be so obvious that they're engaging in a nuclear arms race, so they are building up the nuclear capacities of states which are loyal to them as proxies, which depend on them and which can't do anything to stop them. Uh, and also, which, in other words, which depend on them so heavily because of the isolation from other countries or because of uh, nearby belligerent neighbors like India or South Korea <clears throat> that China thinks they can pretty much control these these other countries. <clears throat> now it's, it gets worse than that because the fact that Pakistan for example as I said before has a heavy involvement of the Pashtun mafia and its government especially since the Afghanistan war uh, and the buildup of opium production there uh, and they are currently being 
fomented by somebody or other to get embroiled in a war with India. Pakistan troops supposedly shot at Indian troops across the border. Indian troops shot back at Pakistan troops in a different instance. So uh, a few soldiers died on both sides already. Meanwhile, over here in North Korea, you see Kim Jong-un building up his nuclear weapons and uh, being sanctioned by the West in this stupid attempt to coerce him, supposedly. What the actual result will be, of course, is that he will eventually go to war with somebody. Especially because he gets steady backing from the Chinese through their secret corridors. Uh, and uh, the fact of the matter is, what's going on here is that China is trying to expand. China has a base now in Djibouti. They have, they're building bases in Pakistan. They want to expand into the Middle East. And they want to expand into Southeast Asia. And to this end, they are going to basically use kamikaze proxies, Pakistan and North Korea, to clear the path for them. So they're using these other countries like Pakistan and North Korea to uh, act as a kind of human shield, I suppose you could say. What they really want to do, though, is clearly they want to expand because their population is so out of control. Uh, they are getting overconfident because of their growing economy. <clears throat> so they believe that they can expand and take over Southeast Asia and India first. But they also intend, I think, to take over parts of Africa and the Middle East. Uh, because that's where, they're, that's, where, that's where they're putting their bases. Now, who's going to uh, hold them back, if anybody? It's not the U.S. I see the U.S. and EU engaging in almost a conspiracy with the Chinese for the sole reason that the Chinese have so much money. The U.S. doesn't seem to care about making alliances based on security. They just make alliances based on money. That's why they treat Russia like crap and they love China. And uh, Russia, on the other hand, can see what's happening here. I can tell because Russia has developed the most uh, destructive cruise missile of all time, the Satan II. And the Satan II, they have, uh, they have stationed at Orenburg, just north of Kazakhstan. So they, they could destroy any Chinese base within a half hour. <clears throat> and that is Russia's, that's actually Russia's uh, strategy and policy is de-escalation. So if somebody attacks Russian territory, or threatens the Russian state, they immediately get one of their bases nuked. Uh, so in the whole region, the only person who's actually concerned with security, as opposed to money expansion and not doing anything about overpopulation, is just Russia, as far as the big powers. Uh, the Chinese and Europeans are just greedy, as well as dictatorial. In fact, the European Union itself is a dictatorship. It isn't a democracy at all. It's a dictatorship where the commission proposes all the laws and they're non-elected officials. So it's a bunch of BS as well. I mean, what, what you see developing here is this kind of increasingly dictatorial uh, and, and delusional, dangerous, materialistic government <clears throat> in the European Union, in China, and also in the U.S., uh, such as with Hillary Clinton and her cohorts, uh, these people all being 
uh, tending toward the same sort of false way of government, which is virtually lawless, really. It's, uh, it's not oriented at security or enforcing laws. Everywhere it goes, you know, the current the U.S. Uh, has expanded criminal activity uh, in the past 20 years or so. Afghanistan being a good example. So, really, the Chinese, uh, Europeans, and Americans are are too criminal and too money oriented, too find, too profit oriented to actually maintain any law and order or security. The U.S. has been failing on all of its uh, attempts to create any kind of law and order or stability. <clears throat> because of the activity of organized criminals, either in our own country or in our close allies, so-called such as Israel. And uh, really, what we're facing here now is a situation where eventually Russia is going to be obligated to, to nuke somebody. Probably, uh, and, and their policy is not to nuke civilians or anything like that. I mean... They make out like Putin wants to create a new USSR. It's nonsense. Putin just wants to maintain the security of Russia itself. <clears throat> Putin does uh, have plans in the necessity to uh, establish more secure and stable states in other countries like Iran, right, if possible. If, if they ever, for example, are attacked by Pakistan. Uh I mean, they just want to maintain security and stability. Um, and it is their policy not to nuke civilian cities, but to nuke military targets only. However, they do have the capacity to just completely eradicate not just military bases, but entire military colonies. I mean, Russia, if, if they were ever attacked by China, I'm telling you, China would be over. China has a large military, <clears throat> but they wouldn't be able to they'd be forced to retreat and surrender immediately because the Russians, as I said, have a, well, I mean, this, this is not just any cruise missile. It's a stealth cruise missile that can carry up to 50 megatons of explosives. Uh, it also travels at 15,000 miles an hour. So <laughs> I mean, if this thing would be in China in like 15 minutes after the, uh, after they attacked it, after they attacked Russia. So China is delusional if they think that they can just, they can just endlessly expand without, uh, if they ever threaten Russia. <clears throat> now for right now, I think they have some pretty good relations with Russia supposedly, but they also supposedly have good relations with the U S and look what they're doing with, uh, North Korea. So people are always talking about Putin. Uh, delusionally about Putin supposedly being this or that. Fact is, Putin is less, far less of an autocrat than the Chinese government. Uh, Putin has been elected into power. The Chinese are a one-party system that where you, you can't even elect somebody outside the party. Uh, and the Chinese also have <clears throat> the highest number of executions per year of any country some of which they perform efficiently by driving up to your house in a van and just taking you in and poisoning you. So <laughs> I don't think China, I mean, it's all just, it's all just uh, propaganda in other words. 
And the reason for the propaganda against Putin is because Putin is just opposed to their materialistic and uh, BS system of government, the European Union and the way they're doing it now in China as well. This totalitarian uh, materialistic system. Also because Putin is, uh, he just listens to his people's will instead of, instead of trying to impose an insane academic philosophy on them, which by the way isn't even scientific. It's academic but not scientific. This, whatever you want to call it, diversity and uh, social justice type stuff, <clears throat> which is officially promoted by the European Union. They actually have a, an organization in charge of education and culture called CULT, believe it or not, which, uh, which, which, which is behind teaching these doctrines in schools and teaching, uh, and also behind uh, teaching about diverse cultures and trying to essentially destroy any of the traditional cultures and identities in Europe. In the name of really a kind of neo-Marxist world order, I mean, that's what, what a lot of this stuff is. The European Union is not a democratic organization, and it isn't even necessarily beneficial to all of the economies in it. The British economy, the British just are leaving the European Union, and for some reason, their GDP has gone up since then. The only thing affected was the speculation uh, dropped the price of the pound. So the British pound went down by like 10 to 15 percent, but the economy's actually improved overall. Uh, the EU, on the other hand, <clears throat> you know, they have a lot of failed states inside them, failed economies. They try to bail them out by forcing other countries to pay for them. Uh, so I think the EU is a bunch of BS. Personally, I think it's all just about power. It's just a dictatorship. <clears throat> it's, and it's also an enemy of many of the traditional cultures and peoples in Europe. It tries to take away their autonomy, put all the power in the hands of some drunkard, John claude Juncker, and actively tries to re-educate them about their own cultures. So <laughs> that's what Putin is opposed to, perhaps. I mean, <clears throat> he doesn't adopt that himself, maybe. He doesn't adopt that himself. He's not interested in joining the EU. He's created his own treaties. Mm -hmm. uh, and... I think he's a little more traditional in that respect. It's <clears throat> honestly, though, I think the real reason, the main reason why they hate Putin is just because they depend on Putin. The Europeans depend on Russian oil and natural gas. Uh, they don't like the fact that Russia has the capacity, if they ever try to expand the EU by force, to just nuke their bases that Russia has the capacity to stop any attempts to encroach on Russian territory in a heartbeat. <clears throat> Which is why it's also extraordinary to me that these people have actually tried to start a war with, uh, with Russia and Ukraine. Which they characterize totally falsely as being an illegal takeover of territory or something, or an expansion, when in fact you, you, Crimea was part of Russia before uh, the USSR made it part of Ukraine. Crimeans are actually ethnic Russians, and the majority of Crimeans voted for the uh, Russian assimilation. So now it's a Russian uh, administered territory. And 
there's really a, I mean, they, they were behind the whole Ukrainian revolution as well uh, in an attempt again to expand the EU, I think, just to expand its, its control. But uh, <clears throat> the fact is that putting the EU on the border of Russia and then trying to start a war with Putin, it's just idiotic. I mean, what are they going to rely on? They depend on something like American intervention. They want America to spend all of its money and waste its resources and weapons on protecting Europe against Russia. On top of that, the fact that Russia <clears throat> has already promised that if they ever attacked, if, if Russian territory itself, like even Crimea, potentially, but especially if they ever expanded into Russia, its official borders, that if the state itself were threatened, if there were a bad enough situation, Putin would uh, nuke the bases of whoever is attacking him. So <clears throat> any bases within range, like say the American base in Qatar, could be nuked just instantly. That it would take like like less than a half hour to nuke that. It's, so the U.S. should never go to war with Russia. It's idiotic. These people in like foreign policy initiative and so forth saying that they should try to erode Russia's security and <clears throat> that Russia is the enemy. That they that the U.S. should even go to war with Russia eventually. They're idiots. I mean, it's just suicidal because the U.S. has conventional capacities, but it doesn't matter if all the bases within range of Russia are going to be nuked. You see, he would end the war by nuking you. So I don't understand what this is all about. Uh, the Europeans are crazy. The EU, that is. not the Maybe not the Europeans themselves, but the EU is crazy. <clears throat> and it's worse than that because, look, the EU, like I said, <clears throat> are um, complicit in the mafia bringing in hundreds of thousands of refugees into Europe. And these refugees are there in order to function as underlings for crime, as drug dealers and prostitutes and things like that. But on top of that, they're there for another reason that's even worse, which is to function as revolutionaries to destabilize Europe in preparation for a totalitarian crackdown. So the re another, another reason why they're there is to create chaos eventually to justify the consolidation of totalitarian control into the EU. <clears throat> Which in reality is not about uniting Europe or improving economic trade or whatever. It's about a totalitarian, like neo-Marxist type of government based on crazy uh, academic belief systems, which are rooted in Marxism. So it's it's like uh, it's like China, right? <clears throat> the EU is like China. It's Marxist and communist, but it's not uh, 100% communist economically, right? It's like a mixture between communism and capitalism, whatever the hell China is. Similarly, mixed economy. They want to seize control over everything. But they also want to continue making profits on the free market. So 
that's what the EU is. It's just a dictatorship. They want to have, in other words, they want to have as much <clears throat> uh, political control as you would have in a one-party communist country. But they want to maintain a uh, somewhat deregulated economy. I mean, a not totally centralized economy. They don't want to totally take it over. Who knows? Maybe their long-term goal is, in fact, just full-on communism. I don't know, but I think right now, at least, they're they're too greedy to ever to want to establish actual communism. <clears throat> they're mostly concerned with what's called cultural Marxism, or the destruction of traditions and the destruction of anything that might supposedly create inequality. So. <clears throat> bizarrely they are establishing a dictatorship by an elite of bankers and academics and so forth and then at the same time they are forcing on society both false beliefs intended to reframe how unequal minorities are treated so you're you're going against inequality by establishing a dictatorship by elites <laughs> That's actually what the European Union is doing. And they're complete idiots. And the people in, uh, at least these supposed academics, I mean, they're delusional as hell now as well. You can just, <clears throat> you can just uh, uh, look, read some of their, some of their uh, articles and read some of the things that other sci that actual scientists are saying about them, <clears throat> about these Marxist academics. But uh, that's what the EU is. And I think also they have a lot of, uh, Marxist and communist, uh, or whatever you want to call them, social justice, Jonestown type people, uh, pretending to be other things in order to infiltrate the conservatives, infiltrate the uh, centers of power in the U.S. <clears throat> so I think they have uh, actual Marxists pretending to be neoconservatives, for example. And I think this is what they've actually been doing with the neocons to begin with, is <clears throat> they infiltrated the neocons early on. And they are, since 9-11, in in, when they tricked the U.S. into attacking Afghanistan to build up Pakistan for China. And I'm not kidding, that's what they actually did. I think these people were actually behind 9-11 uh, from Pakistan. And that they tricked the U.S. into attacking Afghanistan as they did in order for Pakistan to be built up, as it now is, into a kind of proxy mini-USSR for China. And Pakistan are the ones who are running the terrorism and funding it and training them. <clears throat> now they have these people in positions of, of the neocons, like the Bush administration and the Obama administration uh, as well, uh, and now also Trump, who... Uh, not Trump himself, but in his administration in the think tanks and in the associated organizations. Mostly it's in these unofficial uh, government think tanks, right? <clears throat> but these people cross over into actual government positions, like Paul Wolfowitz, for example. And uh, what they do is they're pushing for this, uh, this Marxist-based mixed economy system this totalitarian dictatorship in the U.S., the EU, and China. <clears throat> They're pushing, in other words, for 
totalitarian takeover, essentially like a communist takeover of our of the U.S. and Europe. And uh, I think that's part of the reason they hate Putin is because Putin was grew up in the USSR, but his current method of government is more akin to conservatives as opposed to being uh, Marxist-based. So I think they dislike him for that reason in part. And there is an international network of people who are varying degrees of Marxist who are behind a lot of the stuff that's, that's happened. Like uh, they were behind the U.S. intervention in Crimea in which they mobilized a private military contractor, Constellus, CIA and FBI, to back uh, people fighting the Crimean separatists. So, or to fight them directly themselves. <clears throat> it's these people who are behind all the Russian, the anti-Russian propaganda as well. Like, uh, there's no evidence, still no evidence the Russians interfered in the election. But they insist that they act like there is. I mean, these people have a lot, a dangerous amount of control over the media at this point. It's like a cult. And uh, Russia has, hasn't done like a fifth of the things that they say that they've done. Like, they also were behind this guy, Alexander Litvinenko, who claimed to have been a former FSB officer and Putin was killing people all over the place and so forth. That guy was actually poisoned <coughs> in London with polonium-210. All right, polonium is almost never used for assassinations. Uh, it was used once before Litvinenko. All right, and that was <coughs> when Yasser Arafat was assassinated in Palestine. So you have to ask yourself, if the only time that somebody was assassinated with polonium-210, besides Litvinenko, the supposed defector from Russia, was a Palestinian communist, Yasser Arafat, what does that point to? I think it points to uh, what I already know exists, which is a sect based on the former KGB in Israel, because the KGB infiltrated Israel, right? They infiltrated the Mossad. They established a communist base there. And I think that these so-called former, these former KGB people <clears throat> and their younger uh, Padawans or whatever of communism, who are all throughout the uh, international Jewish community now, by the way, like in the U.S., these think tank people, these younger academics, etc., a lot of them are communists. And they're just using Jewish as a front. They aren't Zionists. They are actually against Zionism because they're against any kind of inequality. But a lot of them pretend to be Zionists for, for political reasons, like ne to pretend to be a neocon, for example. They pretend to be Zionists, but they're actually communists. And uh, that's what's going on right now, is that a communist sect or Marxist sect, really Marxist, because it doesn't, it, it doesn't believe in full-on communism until certain cultural things have changed first, right? So 
<clears throat> it's really a cultural Marxist sect as opposed to a hardcore communist sect. But this Marxist sect in Israel and Palestine uh, took control of the PLO because the PLO is already a communist organization. It was established by Marxists with KGB assistance a long time ago, the 1960s. Assassinated Yasser Arafat using polonium-210, and then they assassinated Litvinenko, their own agent, using polonium-210 to make it seem like his lies were plausible. So that's the true story of Alexander Litvinenko and Yasser Arafat. Litvinenko was not a defector from Putin who was telling honest truth about Putin. He was slandering Putin on behalf of this uh, breakaway sect from the USSR in Israel, this former KGB Marxist sect, which is connected to all the other Marxists on earth, pretty much. The Marxist academics in Europe, the Marxist states like Ecuador and Venezuela, and DPRK as well, yes, they actually connect. Israel connects, believe it or not, this sect in Israel <clears throat> of Marxist Jews, or so-called Jews, Marxists in Israel, connects to DPRA, DPRK through Belarus because they maintain illegal channels of money transfer in Belarusian banks, <clears throat> and I, I guess other means as well. Who knows what they transform it into? I mean, they've done they've done all sorts of stuff to launder money before. But they but the Israelis will transfer money to Belarus, and the Belarusians will then transfer the money to the DPRK, to, to Kim Jong-un. They maintain similar connections with all the other Marxist states, like I said, like Venezuela, for example, and Ecuador. And it makes you wonder. You know, what's really going on with the Julian Assange thing? Because Ecuador, it's their embassy that's housing Julian Assange. And Julian Assange, you go to his Twitter and like three or four of his things, of the 25 things he follows are Chinese embassies and Chinese missions. So yeah, these this, this uh, Marxist sect in Israel also maintains connections with the Chinese. And the European Union is part of this. It's part of an international Marxist conspiracy, basically, <clears throat> which, uh, as you can see, has infiltrated very high levels of academia to the point that they are virtually banning just stating scientific facts that disagree with their beliefs on campuses. I don't know how they got so powerful, but I think a large element of it is actually the international Jewish community. Because among the Jews, a lot of them have been converted to Marxism. And they, in turn, were already all throughout academia and all over the world. Because, <clears throat> like I said, this Marxist sect is based in Israel, in part. One of their, one of their main bases is there. And a lot of them, as I said, are also still pretending to be Zionists in order to take advantage of the things that the Israelis set up in the U.S., so, for example, like I said, Foreign Policy Initiative started out as the project of the New American Century founded by Zionists. <clears throat> but the present incarnation of it is so heavily infiltrated by Marxists that its policies have totally changed toward a Marxist uh, agenda. 
And these people are just Marxists pretending to be neoconservatives in order to keep getting funding or whatever from uh, from the Israelis, I guess, from the from the Zionist Israelis. Also, probably in order to get a get a free pass into Israel, because that's where this sect is based: is Israel and Palestine. And uh, I mean, you can suspect a lot of stuff. Uh, a lot of stuff traces back to these people. The social justice movement, for example, traces back to these Marxists. Uh, multiculturalism in Europe traces back to these Marxists. Uh, that cult organization I was talking about, and the, the official culture and education organization in the European Union, they, uh, the second largest party that uh, inf that influences their policies is the socialists, right? And they, of course, also connect with these Marxists. I think they are plotting a much, oh, and not to mention some of the uh, People's Party are also secretly Marxists, like Angela, like Merkel, for example. Some of them are also actually <clears throat> Marxists, just like I said, just like the neocons in the U.S. that pretend to be neocons, they're actually Marxists. Some of these people in uh the more center parties in Europe are actually Marxists as well. Uh, cultural Marxists, such as, for example, as I said, Mer Merkel. Uh, she's a Marxist as well. Uh, and that's why she's attempting to destroy Germany by, by filling it with refugees. It's a Marxist plot. <clears throat> now, worst of all, is that these people have infiltrated the CIA in the U.S. And that, that is also something that connects to Merkel, that Merkel operates as a CIA operative to push a, an American agenda in Germany as well. So she is working as a Marxist ideologue and an American agent at the same time. And that's in general what we see happening here with the USA is that America and Europe, anything influenced by America is being taken over by these people. So <clears throat> there actually are uh, people in the, uh, in several conservative organizations now that are actually Marxists, but especially neocons. The, uh, I mean, I don't know if I want to name any of these people, but they are, they're there and they, sh somebody should deal with them, I think. But what I see happening likely is that <coughs> these Marxists are going to have their totalitarian dictatorship in Europe because it starts out with the Islamists taking control. The Islamists are there in Europe to, to operate as a proxy for these Marxists. That's why they're there. And they will probably seize control <coughs> of uh, some European country like France. And thereby the European Union will make its, uh, make its, its uh, 
peace or whatever, it's re restoration of order by becoming totalitarian, if outwardly totalitarian. <clears throat> this will then eventually incite a concentration of power in Europe and the U.S. Uh, because of the, the linkage of these countries like China, Europe, and the U.S. into one big organization, that it will provoke, because they'll continue to, they'll get overconfident, they'll, they'll provoke Russia. <clears throat> they may be stupid enough to do something like assassinate Putin, for example. In which case, if they do, that will be a threat to the Russian state, and the Russians will then nuke them in response. <clears throat> so, uh, what's going on here in, D in DPRK is just one part, a much larger conspiracy of these communists to take over Europe and to, t and to expand China. Uh, and one, some, something else to note here, as I've said before, the gods or, or the collective spiritual intelligences are also at work on Earth and <clears throat> will interfere a little bit. So, for example, there's going to be an interstellar comet hitting the Earth. Either Now, the earliest year it can hit the Earth is 2019. The next year it can hit the Earth is 2028, and the final year is 2036. So, it's going to be either 2019, 2028, or 2036. Uh, we already saw an interstellar, com interstellar comet pass uh, by the Earth at a very high speed. But this uh, this next one is going to hit the Earth. I don't mean the very next one we observe necessarily, but one of them is going to hit the Earth uh, probably in 2019, I think, given, how, given the developments right now. I mean, this is all intelligently controlled by the gods, so it depends on what happens in our society, but uh, I think it's quite possible that it'll hit in 2019. We'll just well, the, the necessary, the prerequisite for it happening would have to be Russia, probably <clears throat> getting involved in a war in Eastern Europe. So if Russia gets involved in a war in Eastern Europe, then their response from Raguel or the gods is to hit Eastern Europe or one of the seas there, such as the Baltic, with a uh, interstellar comet, <clears throat> similar to Oumuamua. So maybe not very big, but very high speed. So it could just uh, could hit the Earth very, very hard, hard enough to, say, crack open the Earth's crust up there. And... Uh, the uh, you know the, there are other possibilities for why this had happened, like strikes the bottom of the ocean. But the uh, <clears throat> who we have in power right now, though, I mean they're essentially just children. These people in the European Union, in the Foreign Policy Initiative, in the Chinese government. They're just a bunch of out-of-control, spoiled children that is the people in our academia as well, these social justice people, these intersectional academics, 
intersectional feminists and so forth. They're just a bunch of children who are, uh, who can't accept anything that isn't in accordance with their will, with what they want to be. <clears throat> because they don't uh, accept anything in reality that's outside of what they want. So they're just a bunch of crazy, out of control children and whores. For some reason, we allow these people to have influential positions. But they, <clears throat> it's because of that, that phenomenon, which is pretty widespread in our culture in general, but it's concentrated in these people, that this sort of thing is probably inevitable. World War III uh, between these people eventually in Russia. <clears throat> because they, they just don't have any logic anymore. They don't think logically, they don't think uh, in terms of the consequences of what they're doing. And they also don't accept things as they actually are. They insist on reframing things verbally as if it changes reality. Like cultural Marxism is really all about that. It's all about renaming things as if it changes what they are. <clears throat> Social constructivism and crap like that. Just a bunch of lies. Of course, what this is going to result in is just their destruction. I mean, on many different levels. Something else is, like in Africa, uh, HIV infection rate has increased significantly in the past 10 years, and it's likely to mutate eventually and become more deadly. Well, if you look at African countries that have HIV, it's all Christian countries that have a very high rate of HIV <clears throat> because these countries have more homosexuality, more promiscuity, more prostitution, stuff like that, than Muslim countries. So it's quite possible that people who are degenerate like this will eventually just be killed off by things like viruses because of either overpopulation or promiscuous homosexuality, whatever, it's possible that they'll just kill themselves off alongside things like these wars. At least in Africa, that seems quite likely that these, uh, <clears throat> these Christian countries are going to decimate themselves. Same thing with, uh, I think in a different way, what these Chinese and Europeans are doing because they're provoking a nuclear war. <clears throat> and uh, if you want to know what it would be like to be bombed by Russia, to be nuked by Russia at this point, as I said, they have a, they have a stealth cruise missile that's capable of delivering almost as much uh, nuclear explosive yield as the Tsar Bomba, right? So <laughs> if you look up the Tsar Bomba, it was like 51 megaton explosion. One of these Satan twos can carry a maximum uh, explosive yield of 50 megatons, reportedly. Even if it's only like half of that, that's still crazy. All right, it's a cruise missile <clears throat> that travels at 15,000 miles an hour. It's cloaked from radar and has all sorts of 
penetration aids and it can carry like in the tens of megatons of explosives <clears throat> which means just one of these all right could completely destroy a large city i don't just mean fill it with radiation and kill people i mean it could completely just burn it down and pretty much vaporize it <clears throat> like if the russians if the russians used one satan too a single one on say guam not just the u.s base but the entire population of the island would be killed instantly so the entire island would be would be eliminated it just would i mean nothing would exist on the surface again so for some reason people think that it's a good idea to pursue their delusional power or their cultural marxist ideas of <clears throat> of how we're supposed to run society and treat people fairly or uh, fight for minorities' rights. It's usually shit like uh, feminists, you know, being whores and homosexuals being whores. It's usually not even legitimate things. Uh, but that's one of their main complaints about Russia. Is they say that Putin has anti-LGBT legislation. <laughs> I mean, really. Like, you're going to start a nuclear war. Uh, that's part of, part of your propaganda for starting a nuclear war is because the guy's policies are discriminating against gays. Yeah, it's just idiotic. <clears throat> and the fact of the matter is that, uh, I mean, gays, a lot of gays are completely out of control whores. They have like an insane number of sexual partners per year. That's the reason why AIDS spreads among gays. It's not because of anal sex. That's just a, a lie. The reason why the risk is greater among gays is because of their promiscuity. Because their extraordinary levels of prom prom promiscuity, which means that they're whores, <clears throat> that they're narcissists without any actual love in them at all. They talk about love, but they're actually just selfish narcissists. So, <clears throat> not only is that BS, but gays, a lot of gays are just mentally ill, evil people anyway. <clears throat> and it's the same thing with. Uh, the feminists, right? Of course, females who behave like that are the exact same thing as gays who behave like that. Uh, they're also whores. So the, they're not only are they <clears throat> are these childish and evil people who want to push their own crazy choices on everybody else, illogical, but what they're promoting as rights are not rights at all. Like there's no rights to be a whore. And there's no right, and there's no reason why you have to have a gay pride parade. Doesn't make any sense. Like that's all. All that Russia has is legislation against gay propaganda. It's not illegal to be gay in Russia. There's no punishment. <clears throat> it's just illegal to have propaganda, because the propaganda, hello, is used for cultural Marxism, and to promote all sorts of perversion and insanity, alongside with normal things that they just hijack in order to make it seem like other things are normal that aren't like namely being a whore same thing with feminism i mean feminism claims to be for women's rights but it's actually against being feminine in a natural and normal sense and it's for being a whore which means again same thing being a loveless feminine person or a masculinized woman so <clears throat> putin resists this cultural marxism I think that's one of their major problems with it, as he resists this cultural Marxism. And this cultural Marxism 
is just a bunch of deadly lies designed to promote the corruption of society so that we require totalitarianism to control us. I think that's the reason why feminism is being promoted to begin with. Feminism has nothing to do with women's rights. It, it, it first of all, half the things they say are lies. Like, for example, the idea that women in the West <clears throat> have a lower pay than men. It's just, it's just a lie. They just have occupations on average that pay less. It's not, when it's adjusted for occupation, there's no pay gap. Uh, on top of that, they argue that women are being oppressed by the government. But the reality is that women very often get much more lenient sentences than men for the same crimes. So it's the other way around. Uh, <clears throat> it's just not true. And if women are being oppressed in any way, it's simply by being expected to pursue masculine values and to negate their own feminine nature. So, for example, women aren't having children when they're young anymore, even though that's their natural instinct. Uh, instead, they're just pursuing a career and going to college and essentially wasting their, their most fertile and most uh, healthy years for having children. So if they're being oppressed any, by anything, it's actually being oppressed by feminism itself and by associated uh, culture that, is, that promotes selfishness and whoredom and being a materialist. So I, I don't think there's such a thing. I don't think, I don't think feminism is legitimate at all, personally. I think it's just lies. <clears throat> a lot, not just intersectional feminism, I just think feminism in general is lies. The whole thing is just a cult, uh, similar to this uh, Marxist stuff. It's not based on any truth. It has no evidence to back up its ideas. So uh, if, if you look at, uh, if you actually want more feminine influence in society, you'd have to be, for example, more traditional, more culturally oriented, more... Uh, and you have to be—you'd have to have more of a collective society as opposed to being so individualistic. That's all. That would all be more of a feminine influence society. <clears throat> You're never going to be more feminine by encouraging women to be to behave like capitalist men. Doesn't make any sense. So feminism's crap. And uh, the the other things they promote are also crap, as I said, like the gay rights stuff. I mean, it doesn't make any sense why it is that a person has to be able to be a complete whore and to, you know, to have sex parades in public. Why does a person have to be able to do that if they just want to have a boyfriend or something? It doesn't follow. And it's just an excuse, I think, to promote their other agendas uh, by, by weakening us and corrupting us. <clears throat> so... I think, I mean, in general, whoredom itself is a motive for this. It's not just something they promote. It's, it's actually it's a motive because a lot of them are whores. And <clears throat> which means they're loveless people <clears throat> who only have a kind of narcissistic love for themselves and are detached from logic and reality. Totally egocentric liars. And so they promote this stuff because it has to do with what they are. Their identity is to be a complete 
whore. Uh, to be a selfish and loveless evil woman or, or homosexual man similarly. So that's what I think a lot of this is about. It's just extremely selfish. They're pushing their beliefs <clears throat> and their theses are based on what they want. It's extremely personal. It's based on their own personal uh, wishes. What they wish were true for their own personal life as opposed to being objective or honest at all. <clears throat> I think that's the case, for example, with Cordelia Fine. I think that she's just a liar. That she pushes what she wishes were true of her own personal life onto her supposed uh, assessment of scientific data. Well, <clears throat> so that's what we're dealing with here. We're just dealing with a bunch of extremely immature spoiled brats that are somehow in positions of intellectual and political influence. So <clears throat> when, uh, whenever the, uh, whenever this stuff happens, just remember whose fault it is. People who are like this and the people who believe them. It's their fault whenever somebody gets nuked or whenever well, the rest of it as well. I mean, this just, <clears throat> this pervades society on varying, to varying degrees. Being a, an irresponsible and stupid and selfish person is just a general fact in uh, modern society. That's what modern people are like just uh, degenerates. That's what, probably why this, this is probably inevitable because it has to call them out of existence. These various degenerates are going to be wiped out unless they change the way they're behaving. <clears throat> so yeah, nature doesn't need uh, Hitler or whatever. So you can stop whining about Hitler because the real Hitler is going to be nature creating a virus to wipe you out, for example or creating a, or starting a nuclear war to ensure that you destroy yourselves. So it's just the natural consequences of your own stupid ignorance and hatred of reality and the truth. The fact that you don't respect honesty, you don't respect creation, you don't respect how things actually are. So the, uh, It's just not, uh, <clears throat> I mean, the, salute, the actual solution to these problems would require a large portion of the people getting together and not just revolting against these guys, but actually a lot of them would have to be arrested and killed and so forth. And, and it'll happen eventually, maybe after this war is over. For right now, people are just inhibited by false ideas of right and wrong uh, that are invented by people like this, like the, like the, the Pope and so forth, and these, these academics, inhibited by false ideas of history, uh, just everything about their ideas are wrong and they're all arbitrary, just arbitrarily invented by 
these bitches that think that they can make up reality for themselves. But, uh, <clears throat> whatever the case, this is just the way it is right now. Until, I mean, what can I say? Look at how many women believe this stuff right now. It's got to be like 20 to 25 percent, you know. I don't think it's more than that, though. They make it out like it's 100%. I don't think so. I think most women just stay quiet about how stupid this stuff is. But that the, and that the minority of women who go along with it are just a bunch of whores. But uh, the uh, all the women who do go along with it, though, designate themselves, I think, as deserving to be banished from society. These people, None of these people who are like this or have any right to live in human society. But we tolerate them for some reason. <clears throat> for some reason we allow them to uh, we allow them to spread their beliefs and to corrupt our society and to behave according to their corrupted psyche. <clears throat> Which implies that it's partly our fault for tolerating them. That tolerance is wrong. Like in regard to these sorts of people. I don't think that, you know, tolerance <clears throat> originates of the idea of like you should tolerate foreign cultures or tolerate somebody else's traditions. That's good, right? It's good to have intercultural understanding because you're all part of one human race with, uh, all part of one human race with same logic and the same fundamental laws of nature behind it, behind it. Then there are people who are degenerates that are outside of that because of their own arbitrary beliefs. And those beliefs are those beliefs you see are, are going against the uh, laws of nature themselves. So they're going to have people all over the world of different cultures who are traditional and have more or less the same basic values. <clears throat> then you're going to have degenerates who are followers of various illogical belief systems and cults or just their own personal will where there is no possibility of agreement with the rest of humanity. Back after
be right back after this message. Continuous support and participation. Revolution Radio will embark to its eighth year. Yoo-hoo! and better than ever. You, the listeners, have made Revolution Radio what it is. The number one commercial-free talk radio station on the web with nearly 24 hours of live programming delivering directly to you the most cutting-edge information available. You, the listeners, have become some of our most popular radio hosts. You, the listeners, offer feedback that molds our programming to appeal to a worldwide audience. You, the listener, provide eyes on the ground, reporting about newsworthy events in your area, and you, the listener, are the lifeblood of this station. We love you, and thank you for being a treasured member of our Revolution Radio family. From all of us to all of you, have a happy and safe holiday season, and let's make this new year a success once again together. Thank you. the necessary information to assist you in confidently living through just about any survival situation. Is survival and gardening, off-grid living, medical knowledge, or even natural or man-made EMPs on your list of personal concerns? Do you have your documents and your personal information in a safe place in your hands where you know where it is? Well, check out our preloaded EMP-proof thumb drive. Over 3 gigs of survival documents and how-tos, plus the USDA offline food preservation website, and much, much more, including a surprise bonus we just can't tell you about here. With plenty of room left over to store your most important documents. Imagine if a megavirus or a computer failure took out your bank, or all the banks for that matter. Are your banking records safe in your hands so when they get things fixed and repaired, you can say, hey, look, this is what I had. You have it. I want it back. Is your personal data safe? Family records, addresses, phone numbers? We'll squeeze on over to freedomslips.com. Yes, that's www.freedomslips.com. Click the banner on the homepage for the EMP proof bullet drive to get the full scoop of everything that we offer. So, folks, keep your data safe for your peace of mind. Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com. You don't need to expect us, we're already here. This is the People's War. It is our war. We are the fighters. Fight it then. Fight it with all that is in us. And may God defend the right. Warning! Warning! We gotta stop them! They're gonna kill us all! See how the trouble you've started? 
be they the government, be they industry, be they organized labor, be they anyone, or human being. When the operation of the machine becomes so odious, makes you so sick at heart, that you can't take part, you can't even passively take part, and you've got to put your bodies upon the gears and upon the wheels, upon the levers, upon all the apparatus, and you've got to make it stop, and you've got to win the day to the people who run it, to the people who own it, that unless you're free, the machine will be prevented from working at all. Revolution Radio of FreedomSlips.com, the number one listener-supported talk radio station, throwing ourselves upon the gears of the machine. Revolution Radio, where information never sleeps. You called down the thunder, well now you've got it. Right. You tell them I'm coming, and hell's coming with me, you hear? Hell's coming with me! Revolution The opinions expressed on this radio station, its programs, and its website by the hosts, guests, and call-in listeners or chatters are solely the opinions of the original source who expressed them. They do not necessarily represent the opinions of Revolution Radio and FreedomSlips.com, its staff, or affiliates. You're listening to Revolution Radio, FreedomSlips.com, 100% listener-supported radio, and now we return you to your host... Welcome back to The True World with Matthew Deagle. I'm your host, Matthew Deagle. I'm here to discuss the omens of what's going on and uh, <clears throat> the overall collective trends of what's leading us to a large-scale, uh, well, positive and negative. I mean, there's a positive aspect of it, but the thing is, if you don't conform to the truth and the true love, the spirit, then... Generally, you are going to be eliminated in this next coming 20 to 30 years or so. Uh, the real key date of the transformation is 2028. Uh, the year 2028 is when the age of Aquarius goes into full effect, <clears throat> which means that at some point you're given the chaos in our society, in particular the <clears throat> egocentrism and lovelessness, the uh, whoredom, in other words, referred to as the whore of Babylon, etc., is going to be, as, as is prophesied, burned with fire. It's going to be destroyed. So all of these liars that think that they can force their personal beliefs on reality, these uh, so-called intellectuals and systems government they try to establish, are going to be destroyed in one way or other. And this will clear the way for the age of Aquarius. So all of the degeneration has to be eliminated first. And therefore, if it is not stopped some other way, if it does take over as it currently is, currently predominates in our governments, <clears throat> they will be destroyed. And therefore, it's quite likely that we're going to have a third world war here involving thermonuclear weapons. <clears throat> Probably between the year uh, 2024 and 2041. The last date possible for it to happen is 2041. 
So I think it's quite possible we will have it even uh, in the late 2020s. Depends on the other events that occur. One of the, uh, what I think will happen is they will continue to provoke Russia and continue to create havoc all around the world. <clears throat> and that they will also experience revolutions against them in places like Europe. There will eventually be civil wars because of the totalitarian European Union system or dictatorship. There will be a, uh, <clears throat> but the ultimate uh, trigger for it, I think, <clears throat> is the attempt to topple the Russian government. If they try to topple the Russian government, for example, assassinate Vladimir Putin, uh, or try to destroy his territory, then that will be a threat to the Russian state itself, which is their criterion for initiating a nuclear war. Uh, well, really, it's their criterion for defending their country by destroying enemy militaries, which means that whoever does it, say it's Europe or the US and Europe together, will have their military bases nuked. And Russia is capable of destroying the militaries of all of its enemies at once, pretty much, with its nuclear weapons, especially anything based in Eurasia. So China, Pakistan, NATO, they can destroy all the NATO bases at once if they want to. <clears throat> I don't know if they would, but uh, I expect there to be a smaller scale war first. So there will be a kind of world war erupting between Russia and Europe first, and then uh, one of the omens involved will be this interstellar comet hitting in Eastern Europe around the same time. Then the, uh, uh, there will be another war provoked by these people which will simply go to complete deployment of all of the worst weapons. And I think it'll be because Russia itself is first attacked by the other side. So <clears throat> that's what we're facing here. And I mean, people who are not morally, somewhat morally controlled, uh, like for example, the Muslims in Africa will survive, but most of the Christians will be wiped out by AIDS eventually. The uh, <clears throat> people who are not morally controlled to some degree, and people who are not in safe areas, which generally are going to be in more higher elevation areas, will largely be wiped out, or at least suffer virtual hell on earth in the form of famine and the consequences of nuclear fallout and so forth. So, <clears throat> quite likely, a good portion of the Earth's population will die off, like uh, probably around 6 billion people, I'd estimate, because of this war. The, and, and the, as I said, in Eurasia, the most likely weapons to be deployed are these nukes. So, you know, up to 50 megatons each, varying sizes of nuclear yield. Uh, but in North America, <clears throat> because it's, you know, at a longer range, they're more likely to use something even worse, which is the 
uh, directed energy weapon in order to develop a f an artificial hurricane or a fire hurricane, which is a hurricane which also contains uh, a wildfire that destroys everything in its path, which generates a wildfire as it travels for thousands of miles across the East Coast, destroying everything in its path. So, uh, <clears throat> the, uh, in other words, creating a hurricane with such fast winds that it actually generates fire everywhere it goes, therefore burning or destroying or suffocating everything in its path. And this is actually also one of Russia's weapons of mass destructions, mass, mass destruction. So Russia has this type of weapon. Uh, they also have, as I said, uh, very high yield cruise missiles. They have high yield bombs as well. They have like one megaton bombs that they can carry on their stealth bombers and drop on NATO and Europe. So <clears throat> the Europeans choosing to subject themselves to this cultism and this false form of government is essentially just asking to be destroyed. And in Europe, I don't know how many people will survive. I mean, I know the Swiss have enough bunkers for the entire population, but I think a lot of Europeans will simply be wiped off the earth. They'll just be eliminated by this war. Uh, and I think a, a great, uh, even larger number of Americans, because of the fact that this uh, probably will originate from American machinations uh, in conjunction with these Marxists that are trying to take over the U.S. <clears throat> and on top of the Marxism, I mean, the reason why this is even succeeding is because the policy of the U.S. is always just to make deals based on profit and not security. So they're shunning Putin and sanctioning Russia while they don't do anything about China or Pakistan. There's no sanctions against Pakistan. They give aid to Pakistan. Yet Pakistan is a nuclear-armed Chinese ally prepared to attack India. So they have no real moral reasons for any of this. And the UN and US are just criminals, as well as fools. And the reason why is because they are these same sort of people, just these uh, spoiled brats and idiots that only think about what they want, not about what's actually real. The uh, <clears throat> just like these these social justice people, for example. I mean, you look at them; they just have all sorts of negative personality traits, like self pity and pathological lying and uh, condemnation of other people, and so forth. It's just uh, this is what fake religious cultism always is. It's just always headed by extremely wanton and selfish people. 
So these are people who are so stupid that they don't care about the consequences or potential consequences of their desires. They just want what they want and they refuse to accept reality if it doesn't agree with them. So they essentially think that they're God. You know, they think they can rewrite reality itself. And that's always a bad idea. That's what provokes stuff like this because you end up so illogical that you just uh, you're essentially a sitting duck against the actual natural consequences of what you do. I mean, it's the same thing even with uh, with so many different beliefs, all all false beliefs whatsoever, like Putin, not just not just uh, uh, like uh, not just the Putin thing where they're attacking Putin over the most stupid stuff, like defending ethnic Russians in Crimea or LGBT rights or whatever. Uh, <clears throat> but similarly, you know, you even have Trump. Uh, denying climate change because it's cold right now on the East Coast. But climate change doesn't just mean that everywhere gets warm. It means that earlier this year, we had the worst hurricane season on record. So we have, if anything, this is yet more evidence for climate change. Increased precipitation and disruption of weather patterns. And yet, uh, Trump just believes whatever the propaganda is from these energy companies who are also headed by stupid people that refuse to accept anything that is not what they want. They just think of themselves in isolation from everything else and from reality in a competition with everything else to get what they want. So they're parasites, in other words. Like, this is what we're dealing with now is modern people, a lot of modern people are just parasites detached from the collective. And consequently, I mean, they are really enemies of us all. <clears throat> it shouldn't be dealt with by debating with them. They should be dealt with by force because they are a threat to our lives. Uh, and until that happens, we are going to continue seeing stuff like this. But, you know, if we don't deploy force against them ourselves, the consequence is going to be stuff like World War Three. So if we don't do anything about things like the population, uh, population growth, or these stupid ideologues, or these criminal, greedy people, then the gods and nature will do it themselves by destroying a lot of us along with them. And the situation is pretty dire right now in regard to just the basis of all of this. The fact that people, even women now, are commonly just selfish and egocentric people that don't care about anybody else. Yet their function in humanity is to be empathic, altruistic, and to embody love and uh, collectivism. So that's what women are supposed to be, but instead they're just a bunch of whores. A lot of them are a bunch of whores. Maybe not the majority, but a significant minority now are very vocal, illogical whores. <clears throat> Which means that they are 
already enemies of humanity and parasites just in their way of thinking. And yet we don't have anything like, we don't have anything coming to power to banish them from society or to remove them from threatening us with their way of life. Just like with these people in these think tanks and academia and so forth. All of them are a threat to our life and a threat to your life calls for violence, not debate. If something's a threat to your life, you have to attack it. And it seems like right now the only people who understand that in a logical way or even semi-logical way are the Russians. Yet because of the circumstances, they are forced to build up the most horrible kinds of self-defensive force. Because they're due to the collapse of the USSR, <clears throat> their conventional military capabilities aren't strong enough uh, to justify reducing their nuclear stockpiles, for example. Uh, and so they develop more powerful nuclear weapons instead. And they also are interested in an offensive strategy, really, and that's clear because they continue to develop defensive capabilities. So Russia's not, in, unlike China, Russia's not interested in expanding like mad. They just want maybe to, I think they just want to reclaim some lost territories due to bad USSR treaties, and that's it. Because the USSR like basically cut off pieces of Russia and put them in satellite countries for, because they expected all of it to remain in the USSR. <clears throat> so that's all that Russia's doing is just reclaiming former Russian territories or maybe former USSR territories. So at, at the most, Russia's going to expand back into the USSR uh, and not beyond that. Yeah, China's got these bases all over the place now and is trying to expand into India. And yet the Chinese aren't being chastised. There's no sanctions against the Chinese for apparently training nuclear scientists from DPRK. I mean, how do you think it is that Kim Jong-un, with his budget, has already reach the capacity to build a hydrogen bomb. You know, supposedly this scientist was, and then of course the Chinese, now I mean, in regard to the sanctions though, I mean, the Chinese shouldn't obey the sanctions, the sanctions are stupid. But the reason, the fact they aren't, despite the pressure from the UN though, suggests something to me. But whoever's behind the sanctions is even stupider than the Chinese. Because they think it's a good idea to provoke the North Koreans to become more belligerent in self-defense against the world that's isolating them and destroying their economy. It's, it's just illogical. Sanctions like that don't do anything. They really don't do anything. I mean, all it does is increase the belligerence of the country that's being sanctioned. Like, look at Iraq. You think that Iraq was affected in a, any positive way by those sanctions. It's just moronic. Yet they keep doing it. Like they believe in nonviolent warfare or something because of Gandhi. Like Gandhi was an asshole himself anyway. Nonviolence is a bunch of BS. <clears throat> if you want to stop people 
you have to use violence when they're violent, right? If somebody's a threat to life, somebody's a crazy mass murderer, you're not going to stop them in a nonviolent way. You're, it's never going to happen. The way you stop somebody like Kim Jong-un is making explicit the threat to nuke him if he continues to be belligerent, but also not to isolate him from yourselves economically. It doesn't make any sense. You're just making him a stronger ally of China. The, uh, among other things. So what should happen is that they should fire a missile into the ocean near him with a low yield, low yield weapon on it to show that it's possible to nuke him out of existence if he, if he continues. <clears throat> but uh, instead they have sanctions on this guy. I don't know. I mean, essentially I'm saying that they should pursue the, the Putin strategy, which is to say, which is de-escalation, where you say that uh, if somebody attacks you, right, if, if they ever attack you, then one their base is threatened to be nuked. So, like, say, say that uh, if Kim Jong-un, for example, attacks the South Korean base of the U.S., then the immediate response should be to nuke his own base. Which would probably stop him immediately. <clears throat> Essentially, the idea is if you use overwhelming force instantly on somebody, then they're going to stop. There's no need for a prolonged war. You're just going to immediately have surrender or else the person is stupid enough to continue attacking you and you just hit them again until they finally do. I mean, essentially, I think this is how it all how all war really works is you either you, you keep killing them. On, I mean, you keep killing them until they surrender. Like with ISIS, for example, just you kill them all until they surrender. I think it works the same thing with the organized criminals like these gangs would be eliminated if someone on the scale of the UN, like a US-Russian alliance or whatever, was just out there killing them until they surrender as an organization. <clears throat> That's how it works. I think you just kill them, try to kill them all until the organization surrenders. And whenever they, if they threaten your own state, like Russia, for example, then you use overwhelming force on one of their bases or something like that. Uh, so that the very threat of that is probably going to make them reconsider attacking you to begin with. Like right now, Kim Jong-un thinks that he can just, he can do this himself. He thinks he can somehow use nuclear weapons as a threat against a supposed invasion of North Korea by South Korea or something like that. And the South Koreans are kind of asking for it. I mean, they have like people blasting propaganda on loudspeakers on the border. It's, <laughs> I don't know what they think they're doing there. But there was also that, uh, that torpedo that sank a South Korean ship. I don't even know if that was North Korea myself. I think that might have been somebody else trying to start a war there. The, but what is, what's North Korea really? I mean, it's just a proxy of China, just like Pakistan. And both countries are not only nuclear armed, but just totally out of control, belligerent. 
like Pakistan and China and India right now are already getting ready for a war, even prematurely, before the Chinese even have their bases fully established in Pakistan. So that suggests, again, somebody else is trying to start the war there prematurely before it can be started in favor of the Chinese. But the Chinese are still based in Western China. They can still, if the war starts now, they can still involve themselves in it. But the whole point is just for Pakistan to attack India and weaken India so that China can then invade India without resistance. You don't believe me, just watch. I guarantee you that at some point here, given what China is doing with Pakistan, China will invade India. And its excuse will probably just be to defend Pakistan, you see? Same thing with North Korea. If China invades South Korea, the excuse will be that North Korea is threatened. Because North Korea is still officially their ally. So what they do is they build up the nuclear arsenal of these allies and then wait for the enemy to attack them or provoke them to start a war. <clears throat> and then once the <clears throat> their ally is threatened, they invade the person that's been attacked. <clears throat> that's what they're going to do with India, I guarantee you. They're going to have Pakistan start a war with India. And then when India responds, China will invade India as a supposed defense of Pakistan. That's why Russia <clears throat> is the only person smart enough. I mean, they're not, they're not uh, of course, they're not going to sanction China. They're still going to make deals with China. It'd be stupid. Like I said, sanctions are stupid. But they, they have the most horrendous nuclear weapons pretty much ever developed aimed right at China and Pakistan. Because they know that if they didn't do that, the Chinese would get the idea to expand northward like into Kazakhstan and try to in in interfere in Russian interests. <clears throat> so it's unfortunate, you know, but right now Putin's strategy is much more effective than, say, Obama. Obama, I mean, these dronings that Trump is, is, is doing now even worse than Obama was. I don't think it's effective because uh, let's say you hit some collaterals along with the drone or you don't hit the right person you have to drone again <clears throat> it's just it just feeds into the propaganda of these Islamists meanwhile what Russia what does Russia do Russia bombs them most I mean they also are building a drone swarm or something but they're like very large drones so it suggests they're actually just there to deliver explosives to bases and stuff like that as opposed to for assassination I don't think the Russians are interested in drone assassinations like the U.S. <clears throat> I think the Russians are interested in uh, in what? They're, they, they've been doing the right thing every time, I think, in the past, like, five years. They supported Assad because Assad is more, is, is, is a stable government, whereas the U.S. supported these terrorists instead. They supported these revolutionaries in the supposed name that Assad is a dictator or whatever, like, as if that matters in comparison to the cost of human life and the disaster brought about by the U.S. <clears throat> so the U.S. screwed up Syria by not listening to Putin. Uh, I think the U.S., if they wanted to actually, if they care about security instead of about profit, 
the U.S. would coordinate everything they do now with Putin. It would pretty much be a replacement for the U.N. peacekeepers consisting of the U.S. and Russia. But the U.S. doesn't seem to care very much about security. And of course, what they did in Afghanistan is just put these mafiosos in power. And they didn't even eliminate the Taliban, ultimately, because the Pakistanis continue supporting the Taliban since the Taliban uh, helps to prevent Afghanistan from ever becoming an ally of India. So, all this stuff going on around the world, the problem is that you have these people that are irresponsible in power, that don't care about security, that don't care about peace, in other words, but just about, and I mean peace in the real sense of, like, security, of people who are dangerous and destructive being held at bay. <clears throat> you don't have people in power interested in security or in fairness either. You just have people in power interested in BS philosophies and in greed mainly. Which is which is a big reason why eventually these countries are gonna get destroyed. <clears throat> and they don't address the actual main issues either. Like China is doing nothing about its overpopulation. It just sees it now as an opportunity to expand its economy and expand its territory. So they don't care about the fact that they're unsustainable and eventually a bunch of Chinese are going to starve and die. That's going to happen here, you know, eventually. As soon as, uh, as, soon as China's trade is cut off, Chinese are going to starve. And yet for some reason, China doesn't care about that. They just care about power. So, you know, you let people like this remain in power, you believe in nonviolence, you believe in, you know, humanitarianism or whatever, instead of believing in what you call fascism, then guess what? You, you pay the consequences. Eventually, the lunatics that you allow in power, that you allow in your society, degenerates and so forth, destroy you. So... You have to maintain. You don't. You don't follow the laws of nature, then you don't survive. But these people seem to think the opposite. That whatever the hell they want is somehow always going to be good automatically. They just find a way to lie to make it good. <clears throat> and something else. I mean. Fundamentally, all right, this is based on false love, which is really a kind of hatred disguised as love. True love is, is, is like I said before, it's a tautology where things depend on something in common. Things share a common factor and are something as a whole that's greater than the parts apart. Whereas the love of these people, it's just selfish. It's either sadistic or masochistic. It's always involving the destruction of one or the other component when you create a whole lot of them. So it means that you're, just, you're destroying yourself, or you're destroying the other person, or you're destroying both. That's what all this whoredom, promiscuous homosexuality, and this selfishness and self-interested competition in general is. It's just pre predator and prey. It's where one person eats the other person.
So it's like the, they're replacing love with greed, basically. Something like a, an animal preying on some other animal to eat it. <clears throat> but even doing that to themselves, right? Because they hate themselves, they're also feeding themselves to other people or to their imaginary gods and things like that. So it's always sadistic or masochistic, and it's actually not love at all. It's just hatred. That's the fundamental problem, is people who think this way, who <clears throat> are addicted to a false love, which amounts, amounts to self-annihilation, or the annihilation of somebody else for your own sake. And such people have essentially, in their basic makeup of their psyche, they're destroyed, and they are a parasite on nature. They're no longer part of humanity, because they think this way. That's why when you go back to the ancient prophets, they were always very harsh on things like this. They talked about lifetime banishment for people like this. <clears throat> the reason why is because how these people think in their sense of love is also uh, how they are overall to all of nature and humanity, which is parasitic. And therefore they should be removed from society. It's as simple as that. We act like these people are just some variation on, you know, it's just free will. It's not just free will, it's self-hatred trying to be somebody you're not, and it is narcissism. So it's not free will. It is the creation of a false will in illogic and contradiction. And illogic <coughs> contradiction and falsehood are really the reason uh, altogether why any of this bad stuff happens. So we should not tolerate things like these cults or these belief systems that are illogical or the people who promote them out of their own selfish and delusional desires. We should not tolerate people who are whores either because it's not natural for a woman to be that way. It doesn't follow from female nature. It means there's something wrong with her mind and that therefore she's hostile to all life. So, you know, you have to, these, these people think they're going to make the world a better place by eliminating all traditions and, and morals, and replacing them with new ones. Like now, they've invented entirely new things to consider wrong and right. But all they're doing is ignoring things that developed as a result of adaptations for survival like there's a reason why all across the world you find some consistent patterns of what's considered to be right and wrong it's because the people who believed in things like that survived people who believe in stuff like these people believe in now do not survive they're going to die off and Therefore, you should not tolerate deadly false teachings. 
But of course, you know, the belief system of whatever, the U.S. or Marxism, all of it is crap. The, the American policy toward this stuff is that it falls under freedom of religion. So you have the freedom to be a cult member or a cult leader. The uh, <clears throat> USSR, of course, believed in Marxism, <clears throat> which is at the root of some of a lot of these uh, academic philosophies itself, with the fal false notions of equality and peace and so forth. <clears throat> All of it just boils down to illogic, though. Whether it's the American Americanism or Marxism, they're both illogical belief systems that go against nature and tradition. They don't follow, and they don't. Uh, they cannot form an organism. They're not viable. So, what do they do? They <clears throat> promote all of this stuff. They demonize the actual truth. Because to them, the truth is like an authority figure that tells them what to do. They don't want to have any authority. They want to just do whatever they want. And what, the irony is that what they want isn't even from their inner self. It's just illogic. It's based on their own self-hatred and their artificial self or something. So these people are just sick people that we're treating with respect and tolerance when they should be treated as criminals. And we keep uh, watching them bring us all down without doing anything to stop them. Like, we're concerned maybe with terrorists overseas, but we aren't concerned at all with the people who are just as bad or worse here. And we think somehow that if we started to ban their views or, uh, or, their, their, or their, their preaching or to arrest them uh, for being traitors, then we would somehow be, uh, it'd be banned because it's not free enough or democratic enough. But, but then at the same time, the very, by the very definition of what they do, these people are always going to be trying to silence or condemn as bad and attack anybody who disagrees with them. But the thing is, we have this idea that we can all get along by just accepting that people disagree. That's not how it works. The problem is that people who believe in stuff that's illogical in general are deadly. That believing in illogical stuff like this is always a sign that a person is a liar on some level that the person in charge of them is also an even bigger liar, that their cult leader is an even bigger liar. And the whole thing is hostile to the truth and hostile to nature. <clears throat> so it's always going to specifically attack and try to suppress whatever is actually true because it's avoidant of reality. It hates what's actually true. So I don't think that these uh, these people are should be tolerated. I think that, that religious freedom or whatever, however you want to interpret that, <clears throat> doesn't mean to tolerate organizations like this or to tolerate cults 
Like, I think Jim Jones should have been in jail a long time before he committed his attack or his mass murder. I think that, that cults should be illegal and that only individual beliefs that are actually made by a person for a... that, that, are, that are not illogical, right? That are based on a person's own perspective and their own inner self qualify as freedom. I don't think that a person's beliefs qualify as freedom when they are based on cult membership and delusion or on narcissism. So I don't think that these cults are legal, really. They're just treated as if they're legal because we have an interpretation of the law influenced by them or by their predecessors. The <clears throat> but what this is all about, what's happening right now, is that these people are demonstrating their dangerous stupidity and evil and destroying themselves so that after the war is over, probably then we'll be a little bit less open-minded toward these people. Or whatever you want to say. A little bit less tolerant of their foolishness. But the... You know, the... Uh, we, 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 th we think pretty much that the worst people to have merged in the 20th in the 20th century like Stalin and Truman are the best people and that the relatively more harmless people like Hitler and Mussolini are the worst that, that's not good all right and I'm saying that's that's really how it is all right Truman was a an Irish mobster and almost an un incomparable saboteur and mass murderer Stalin starved a bunch of his own people in Ukraine. Stalin was also a mass murderer. Then we think Hitler was the worst and we condemn everything Hitler did. It doesn't make any sense at all. Like as if we can we condemn the entire belief system of the Nazis on account of something that every other country in the war did as well. On in some cases on an even larger scale. So that tells you, right? That tells you right there, there's something fishy going on here. And that is that these cults, these liars, like communists and, and the American government, who are also a, a lying cult, uh, have been lying about the truth being, or anything even approaching the truth, being negative. And the lies they tell as somehow being beneficial to us. The same thing with these religions, like the Vatican and the Jews, also telling lies to maintain their own position. But uh, besides the Israelis telling lies for their own Zionist aims, we also have this KGB telling lies for their Marxist aims. And <coughs> it's... <laughs> These, the fact is that these lies are always going to be illogical and incompatible with reality. You can't create a new reality because you want to. So if your way of doing things is wrong, it's going to stay wrong. You're going to end up suffering 
because you chose to do the wrong thing out of denial that the right possibility even existed. I just, uh, so I don't expect, I mean, I see how people are. I see that there's people who just mindlessly believe very superficial ideas of what's good and bad and who have in fact made vices into virtues and virtues into vices and believe that they've actually managed to get laws enacted that defend the right of evil groups of people not to be offended or, or criticized you know like uh hate speech laws in Europe, for example. You can't <clears throat> criticize the fabricated history about the Holocaust, for example, where they exaggerate the number of dead in the Holocaust by several fold, from like 450,000 to 6 million Jews, for example. Uh, you can't criticize the homosexuals, even as they engage in promiscuity on such levels that they're that there's AIDS is spreading much faster among them than anybody else. Uh, you can't criticize them though, because that's hate speech. So they defend these vicious groups of people as supposed, you know, untouchable victims. And then they, they actually condemn normal things like being nationalistic or being traditional. So all these people are not just, they're not just some harmless alternative way of thinking. They're dangerous and they're hostile to you. So you should not tolerate them. You have to do something to stop the spread of their beliefs and to stop the, and I mean, you have to uh, stop these uh, organizations in general using violence. You know, it's, it's just the way it is. You're not going to stop them any other way. So you've got to use some kind of violence against them. Uh, if you don't, of course, like I said, what's going to happen is you're going to get a totalitarian dictatorship in Europe, and then uh, its uh, concentration of power will uh, allow crazy people to provoke Russia into World War III. So <laughs> it's your choice. You, know, you, you want to remain... Uh, you want to preserve some abstract idea of tolerance and freedom, or do you want to actually maintain your own goodness and culture? Well, this is The True Will with Matthew Deagle. I'll be back next week at 4 p.m. Eastern Time.
Continuous support and participation. Revolution Radio will embark to its eighth year. Yoo-hoo! And better than ever, you, the listeners, have made Revolution Radio what it is. The number one commercial-free talk radio station on the web with nearly 24 hours of live programming delivering directly to you the most cutting-edge information available. You, the listeners, have become some of our most popular radio hosts. You, the listeners, offer feedback that molds our programming to appeal to a worldwide audience. You, the listener, provide eyes on the ground, reporting about newsworthy events in your area, and you, the listener, are the lifeblood of this station. We love you, and thank you for being a treasured member of our Revolution Radio family. From all of us to all of you, have a happy and safe holiday season, and let's make this new year a success once again together. Thank you. safe? Do you have the necessary information to assist you in confidently living through just about any survival situation? Is survival and gardening, off-grid living, medical knowledge, or even natural or man-made EMPs on your list of personal concerns? Do you have your documents and your personal information in a safe place in your hands where you know where it is? Well, check out our preloaded EMP-proof thumb drive. Over 3 gigs of survival documents and how-tos, plus the USDA offline food preservation website, and much, much more, including a surprise bonus.